0: I could easily urinate on myself sometimes, even poop on myself.
1: Of course there is a stigma because now there is incontinence. Everything passes out at at its own time. It it, it caused me a lot of problems and I felt I
2: could stay at home for some time. Hello and welcome to Africa Science Focus, a side of net production. I am Sally Amutabi. This week, we take a close look at the sensitive topic of fistula.
3: My name is um, Joyce Nachiganda, and I am 35 years old. I had a problem which I could not understand. So I could not figure out after giving birth to my fourth child because I had disabilities in pushing during my delivery, so I had to go back to hospital and inquire. So eventually they told me it was fistula. Of course I had to go back to my husband and tell him about it so that we could find a solution to the problem because according to what they told us, we had to spend a lot of money and we had to visit a lot of hospitals because it was not a usual problem after birth. I had no option, so I had to deal with my situation. I couldn't control according to what I experienced during the problem because my, my, my the nurse asked me how I felt or how I experienced that. Then I couldn't control my urine,
2: sometimes my faeces I couldn't control. Joyce Nakiganda bravely speaking about her experience living with obstetric fistula. But she is not alone. Thousands of women in sub-Saharan Africa suffer in silence, and most cases go untreated. An obstetric fistula is a medical condition that is usually caused by prolonged obstructed labour. It results in a hole developing in the bath canal that can only be corrected through surgery. Africa Science Focus reporter Joseph Elunya on the ground in Uganda investigates why so many women live for years with untreated obstetric fistula.
4: Obstetric fistula is a public health challenge that is among the previously neglected components of maternal health in the developing world including Uganda. The condition has a devastating impact on the health and well-being of both women and girls worldwide. In Uganda, the Ministry of Health estimates that between 140,000 to 200,000 women are living with fistula. And every year, an estimated 1,900 get infected. In this program, we'll get to understand what fistula is, its impact on women, and how they can get help.
1: Galissa is my name. Um, obstetric f- fistula is a medical condition and uh, it normally takes place that happens to pregnant mothers where the, there is a compression of a fetal head to the rectum and the, that canal between the rectum and the vagina and then there is a loss of blood supply to that part. So what happens um there's a, uh, because the 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 tissues Around that place are not getting blood, so they cannot get any command from the brain. So they end up releasing everything without any command, because we know the brain commands everything. One of uh, the cases of the pregnant mothers is a teenager pregnancy. When you're still young and your your pelvic bones are not really developed to, to hold a baby, they cannot enlarge, and so when the fetus is getting through the birth canal, it compresses on that. And also in poor places, because those people, their nutrition really lacks, so there is malnutrition. There, there are specific foods which you have to eat for the health of your body and you as a mother. So when you don't access them, sometimes the development of... Everything, the hormonal, the development of those parts that are involved in the birth canal don't really happen as
2: expected. That was Ruth Kalisa, medical officer at Life Link Hospital in Tinda, in Kampala. Uganda has had the third highest rate of fistula across the globe. Many hospitals in the country are unable to repair fistulas because of a lack of surgeons with adequate training and the additional cost of sutures, antibiotics, and anesthetics. As a result, many women with fistula are forced to travel from one hospital to the next in search of care. They often resort to the use of traditional medicines, or they lose hope entirely, as was the case for Joyce.
3: Of course I felt shy among my friends because I couldn't walk any longer, I couldn't go for work because just imagine the urine is just passing through when you reach your periods everything is just coming out you know so it was hard for me it was really hard I couldn't take it I lost my friends I lost my job and because I failed to realize I almost lost my marriage I used a lot of money Wherever I could go, they would ask for money, they could ask for money. And of course I had lost money. The husband could not support me because he was tired of everything. We had kids to look after, school fees and all that. So it was really bad for
2: me. Even though obstetric fistula is incredibly common in Uganda, women with the condition suffer severe social stigma. These women are hidden away, living alone in remote areas, in huts, or at the rear of a family compound. We hear from Monica Adero, who shares her experience of living with the condition. My name is Monica Adero.
0: I'm a resident of Namugongo here in Kampala. I'm 33 years of age and I have two children. This condition was terrible and I saw myself go through a lot of pain and suffering. I remember when I was going through all this, I used to be treated like a burden and I used to be pitied and judged a lot by the community. I also noticed a change in my own husband who had stopped seeing me as a wife and we were no longer intimate during all this time. I was tortured silently. I could easily urinate on myself sometimes, even poop on myself. I had to control myself from doing things that cause force on my lower abdomen.
4: And when you say that you're judged by community, what exactly do you mean?
0: I was being judged. I was uncomfortable, especially when I go to public places. And people look at me like maybe I'm smelly. Although, me, myself, I try to keep my personal hygiene, my body clean, but because of what I was going through, I just find myself smelling, and I could cause that discomfort even to people, maybe when I'm seated in a public place. So, people started avoiding me. People started judging me. I started isolating myself. And it was a difficult experience for me.
4: Then, uh, how long did this go?
0: For about three years, I think, three to four years, not until 2016, when a friend of mine connected me to to Bombo Barracks
2: and Hami Hospital, where I underwent a surgery. Today, as we just heard from Monica, there are services available to help women with fistula. Last year, Uganda's first specialised fistula hospital was opened in Awasi village and outreach programmes are being funded by the Fistula Foundation even during the pandemic. Just like Monica, Joyce was able to receive the simple but life-altering surgery. And what I've forgotten to tell you is they directed
3: me to Chitovo Hospital. That is where I got my treatment so, fellow ladies, don't forget, don't feel shy, don't sit there. It is serious, but where there is a lot of help, and these people are caring. So make sure you look for them, and when they come to you, please don't feel shy. Tell them what exactly you experience.
2: They are there for you. Joyce says the surgery changed her life, but Monica tells us that cultural beliefs and habits are slow to change. Immediately after operation, I came back, though I healed, I think
0: it affected my reproductive system, but then also outside. Though I had accepted myself and my husband also, with him things had normalized, but still my neighbors and other people continued looking at me that way. So I I had to shift from where I was living to another place, and there my life changed.
2: Although stigma is still rife in Uganda, the younger generation is eager to promote gender equality and encourage body positivity. 20-year-old Katimbo Juliet in Kampala says that society needs to embrace changing attitudes like those expressed by music star Juliana Kanyomozi. I've ever heard
5: of a campaign. It wasn't so so much heard, but a, a musician called Juliana, she sang about Fisola, she, like she was sensitizing, helping people, telling them why they're supposed to go to be helped, telling them how, ca- how they can avoid that early pregnancy, telling them how they can overcome that. Because some people tend to, they suffer and they suffer alone. They don't come out to express what they're going through. They just hide. Most of them are always ashamed. So when Juliana sang that song, OK, they felt that they were not alone. They felt helped, they felt cared for, they felt loved. So I'm advising anyone, if you're there and you're going through this process, please, you're not alone. You don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to be there and feel so little about yourself, feel like you're small, feel like you don't fit in the society. You can be helped, you can be helped and
2: healed. Katimbo Juliet in Kampala, ending our story on obstetric fistula. Now it's time to hear from you. Our listener question this week comes from Kirungi Diana in Kampala.
1: Hi, Africa.
2: Science Focus.
3: My question is, why do pregnant women always face the issues of having infections
1: all the time? The proneness to STIs in pregnancies because what the immunity which would defend uh, the mother herself when she's alone from the infections is being shared with the baby. So the mother is very, very prone because the immunity is not sufficient as it has been in the past. And then secondly, uh, women, naturally, the, the canal is shorter than that of men. So it makes also you susceptible to the infection. And then the other thing which happens when the baby is growing in the uterus there's a compression on the bladder there's a compression on the ureters. all these are, are organs are reproductive organs so when there's a compression the urine is being compressed so sometimes the, the urine might keep inside or you may frequently go to the toilet and you know as you go to the toilets, the toilets are not clean 24-7. Someone might come out of the toilet when it's infected and you go there because it is frequent, you pick up that infection. So that is what happens.
2: Basically, it's the immunity and then the displacement of the, the reproductive organs. Thank you to Ruth Kalisa, medical officer at Lifelink Hospital in Tinda, in Kampala for answering Diana's question on sexual and reproductive health. If Diana's question has got you thinking, send us a text with your own question about science and development in Sub-Saharan Africa and we'll find an expert to answer it. Contact us via WhatsApp on plus 254-799-042 five one three you can subscribe to our program download episodes and leave a review at www.sidev.net today's program was produced by harrison lewis the editor was jackie opara fatoye and the reporter was joseph elunya i'm sally amutabi see you next wednesday This program was funded by the European Journalism Centre through the European Development Journalism Grant Programme, with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.